You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of November 1st, 2020. This is episode 170. Getting there. From the more somber side of the city by the Salish Sea, and I like alliterations, I'm AJ Barsay. And straight out of 9226, looking over a beautiful, we'll tell you later. I'm Chris Powell. On this episode, we are going to talk about how everything has its place. We have uh, a way to be able to compartmentalize your work life, your personal life, and getting things set up in the get on the good foot, as James Brown once said. Won't you join us, dear listener? This is a Bellingham podcast. Well, trick or treat season is done, but I still feel a little bit of a uh, Halloween vibe. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing just fine, thank you. As as one of the fun things about this show in which we don't have advertising uh, <laughs> and that we aren't we, we control the content we control where we uh, record from do not address your dial we control the horizontal and the vertical that's right and the diagonal and the multi-dimensional AJ <laughs> where the heck are we right now we are in uh, one of Bellingham's finest cemeteries <laughs> that's right on the corner of U Street and Woburn uh, we're we're looking over uh, what, the the cemetery uh, and a whole lot of our Bellingham pa- pioneers and a lot of families that oh by the way if you happen to be driving around town and you happen to see some roads there's a darn good shot that the family one of the you know the pioneer families may be. Uh, having a road name for them. I, we're not going to name any names. Yeah. yeah. But uh, as we're recording, this is November first. Uh, in some uh, interpretations, this would be All Saints, Saints Day. Day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, you know, just had a random thing. How about we record? We wanted a quiet <laughs> place because introvert Chris doesn't like to be around people. Uh, extrovert AJ Mr. still doesn't like to be around people, <laughs> but also Mr. Get Out, Captain Get yes. Out. Let's get yes. outside while it's still a little chilly in the air, but otherwise a beautiful. We're watching the leaves uh, as part of our in-studio audience uh, around here. But I want to make mention where we are at uh, here. We are sitting on a bench uh, which was dedicated uh, in loving memory of Joshua Paul Cutler, and Joshua was born June third, nineteen seventy-eight, and passed away March nineteenth, two thousand thirteen. If my math is working for me, uh, Mr. Joshua was about 35 years old. And uh, the family, uh, beloved son, grandson, brother, father, friend, Josh's daily gift to us all, remember to love yourself. Two words have yet to be spoken and in this podcast i think that was a great way to be able to put yeah. things into perspective and so uh we are sitting on josh's bench yep as and we're recording. we didn't know josh literally this was a random 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 idea from the both of us and it, it was kind of fitting this was where we found it and anyway but as we are looking over a, a beautiful uh cemetery and a beautiful, you know, just accessible via vehicles and uh, foot traffic and things. Um, I thought this would be a great way to be able to have another episode here in town doing what we do in a beautiful area. AJ, let us do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, a little bit of housekeeping. So uh, after 170 episodes, by the time that you, dear listener, listen to this, 198 files have been uploaded to the feed. We are actually getting close to our two, not 200th episode because we qualify an episode differently. But uh, we are we are hitting a cap of our of our hosting service. So uh, Chris and I have uh, started to start processing our older moniker, the BPM. Uh, moniker Bellingham Podcast Media Tech. Oh my yeah. goodness, those were the days. Uh, which uh, for our uh, OG listeners, you'll remember those are the first forty-seven episodes that we recorded.
excited. Um, because Chris and I are geeks, we are going to be putting it into the Creative Commons and putting it into internetarchive.org. Um, I've already started the process, and as we get continue with the show under now Bellingham Podcast, uh, there will be another repository created on the Internet Archive for both BPM Tech and Bellingham Podcast, and uh, all of our, our historic uh, shows will be up there. So if you notice that the feed starts getting uh, cold, uh, that's intentional, but all of the episodes will still be online. You can still hear the sweet, dulcet, baritone sounds of my partner in crime, Chris Powell, on the internet, archive.org. This public service announcement was brought to you by <laughs> AJ Barsay, geek at large. And oh, by the way, there's a little bit more housekeeping we, we got to do. Yeah, I've got a shout out. So uh, late yesterday, I got a special delivery from uh, the UK. And I got to give a shout out to uh, UK Dan. He goes by uh, at uh, timely underscore moments on Instagram. And he is the co-host of the Zulu Time podcast. Uh, and uh, I got a special delivery. They've got, um, they, they did a, a special batch of their their logo as a, like a morale patch. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I've got, I've got it on my, uh, well, on my normal photography bag, but uh-huh. it's my everything bag. So anyway, it's, it's replaced the, uh, right now it's replaced the TGN spot because I have a, the, uh, the Greg Nato sure. po- uh, podcast patch. We should look at getting the patch for us. We should talk off the mic about doing that we'll talk about that we'll see what uh, goes on for 2021 but in he's the meantime, inspired me as he's inspired me. yes so anyway. but zulu time yeah, dan zulu time. from the uk you're the good color me uh, covetous <laughs> of the morale patch when there are some available because i'm all about uh dedicating money to crafts and goods and and such uh, i'll be one of your first three customers <laughs> please believe that but anyway um i i think that's uh, a wonderful way to get a little bit of uh you know, advertising out there. Yeah, yeah. So and you'll have two blokes from <laughs> the stateside that'll be putting that on their uh, EDC bags. That's che- for sure. Cheers, mate. Yes, so mate. anyway, uh, on that same note, I, I did want to give a Watch Fam shout out because uh, yesterday we found out that uh, Sh- Sir Sean Connery had passed on, and uh, the original James Bond. So uh, on my wrist today is not a Zulu Zulu Alpha strap, but I actually have the original Bond NATO uh, on my my Baltic. So I wanted to give a shout out to my watch fam peeps since we're in that vein with uh, Zulu time. Yes, but. I did. I, I wasn't aware that you were going to do that. You, you back in the day when I got originally got the SKX 007. 007. Thank you very yep, much. Uh, you got me the Spectre uh, band yeah. and that is still in my one of three uh, heavily used uh, straps and I just didn't put it on nah, because, you know, I, I, uh, Sir Sean was uh, a fine actor, yeah. uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, the roles that he played. Uh, Finding Forrester. Oh yeah, that's right. It's not he. He's not just a swashbuckling, womanizing, uh, horribly un-PC <laughs> Bond yeah. in the '60s <laughs> and early '70s. He also had some great performances as well. Oh yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, so yes, uh, I still have the Spectre band as well. Uh, a couple episodes back, you uh, were taking part in a virtual art show. Yeah, yeah. So and then we had our double double episode, and then we forgot to revisit back. That. Life occurs. Well, life occurs. So anyway, I. So I was uh, I was one of the featured artists for Bellingham's art walk, um, sponsored by the Western Washington University alumni, and because uh, of the Rona, got put online. So anyway, if anybody wanted uh, wanted to watch uh, my interviews and stuff uh, of that art show, it is available online. The link is in the show notes. And for the love of Q M and Money Penny, drink. drink. 
shaken, not stirred. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, I just wanted to give a, a, a shout out to uh, City of Bellingham and, and uh, Western Washington University alumni for, for hosting me on, on that uh, studio tour. So thank you very much. Absolutely. A little bit of a primer teaser, uh, which will lead into, it'll make a lot more sense because this episode kind of is going to kick off um, once once this project of mine kind of wraps. I have been, I, I the motto of the, unofficial motto of the show is we'll go first. Yep. So I had my first hard drive failure in probably a decade and a half, if not two decades. Welcome to the club. It was a brand new drive, yep. Chris. Yep. And as I, as many people know, um, you know, Chris and I both do uh, kind of a, a spinoff of the three, two, one backup method of all of our stuff. Three backups of your media, two different types of media, whether it's cloud, external drive, or on your desktop computer. One of them is offsite. That's it. That's it. Yes. So most of mine are always offsite. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I decided to bring everything in house, uh, looking at doing a network attached storage solution, and out of it. It, I've I've gotten some insights that I think uh, listeners of the show listeners of the show will appreciate because oh my gosh if you've been taking photos personally non non pro photog stuff here you will be shocked how much data you've got up in the cloud stored in Google or or Amazon or whatever and there are mechanisms to get it out Google yep. takeout no that is not a way to get food uh, delivered to your location but I was shocked Chris at how much personal photos data is up there and then how many duplicates triplicates quadruplicates um octoplicates if that's even a thing of the same photo that i hadn't looked at in two decades was up there that i don't care about so that's a primer um which gets us into getting stuff in place but stay tuned for a future episode of lord of the data the fellowship of the nas oh oh oh, that's a good one i just off the top of my head had to spurt it out now let's talk about uh, getting things in place so this uh initially this idea initially came from another podcast that uh we are fans of the art of manliness podcast and you uh, brought this one to me offline yeah yeah so uh, previously on the bellingham podcast we'd mentioned uh, mise en place which is french for things in place uh putting things in place. I just listened to um, this episode where they had the author uh, of like Chef Secrets of um, Organizing Your Life. Um, the book was called Everything in Place, The Power of Mise en Place in Organizing Your Life, Work, and Mind. And it was by Dan Charmas. Um, sorry, Dan, if I'm messing up your, your last name. Please let us know if we messed <laughs> up your name and we'd love to have you on the show. But anyway, on AOM, he gave a great interview and this dovetailed perfectly because I had just said on our show, I hate checkoff lists. And then I listened to that episode and I, I realized why all these years I've hated checkoff lists. So we're we're going to dive into mise en place Bellingham style. Sure. But before we do that, we should probably say that you might be listening to us on Camry 102.3 FM. They have everything in place online on the internet. at KMRE.org, y'all. <laughs> y'all. The y'all is one of those extra features for encryption. Oh, yeah, the dot y'all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's get back in. Okay, so mise en place in, in, in culinary um, just means uh, basically your prep and specifically for chefs, you have to realize that when, unlike most businesses, we clock in, we clock out nine to five. With a chef, 
you're you're providing a service. You don't you don't have the luxury of making a lot of mistakes or inefficiencies because you have people waiting for their chow. And if they're Chris Powell, they ain't gonna wait for very long. And, and Chris Powell, because I always speak in the third person, don't <laughs> want to be getting no foodborne illnesses with uh, stuff on knives or right. other materials that can create some allergies or illnesses. Yeah, yeah. So you got to clean your stuff. Right. So the the whole mise en place uh, notion. Um, for chefs has never been codified as I, as I understood it through the, the AOM uh, podcast. And so the term mise en place for, you know, I'll say a century of chefs, you know, you have this notion, but, uh, hello, hello, good afternoon. Oh yeah. Oh my, you got it. Was this your bench actually? So we had just started uh, our our main topic of the show about mise en place when we had one of these serendipitous moments that you, our dear listener, were unaware of due to AJ's masterful audio editing. Uh, <laughs> as we are recording and as we are talking about what we're going to be talking about in a couple minutes, we see this vehicle drive up near us. And uh, it's it's it, it, it was a Subaru, go figure, and uh, and uh, and a wonderful uh, nice lady uh, happened to be looking at us in the distance, yeah. in which we paused our recording, and she goes, "Would you, gentlemen, uh, mind? I I was hoping to decorate uh, my son's tree." Yeah. And uh, this bench that we had chosen just to <laughs> random to sit on, uh, the mother of the son. Yeah. Uh, came here to decorate a little bit of a tree to get a festive for the upcoming Christmas holiday. Um, go for it. Yeah, it's just a quintessential Bellingham podcast. Reason why this show was born off of mobile recording and stuff, and being out in Bellingham because that that you don't get sitting in a studio. Yeah, and and, and Miss Cheryl, the tree looks fabulous. Uh, you, you did a great job decorating, and we're honored to be sitting here on this bench doing the recording. Yep. So, with that in mind, let's go to the main topic of our show, which is mise en place. place. Yes. So, um, a couple episodes back, uh, we made mention to this this notion of mise en place, which is French for just think, putting things in place and and getting all of the tools in place. And so, there's this notion that Dan writes about uh, that chefs innately do, which is slowing down to speed up. You know, being taking the time to prep things and do things. Uh, as my pops would say, do it right the first time or don't do it at all type of a thing because it sets you up um, for other things down the line. Now, pivoting that notion of what, you know, you may have seen like, you know, Hell's Kitchen or Chopped or all these other, you know, fantastical, gregarious shows with these, you know, Michelin star chefs yelling at people and stuff. We're not going to go that route. We're going to look at the productivity side of this because that's more of our vein Um, and the practicality of it because really mise en place is applicable to anyone in any trade or any business setting, honestly. It doesn't matter if you are in a hospital, if you are in an insurance agency, if you are in a daycare, yeah. if you are in, oh, I don't know, uh, a, a startup, uh, a, a high-tech startup. Yeah. This all applies to you. So Dan mentioned uh, on this episode, and I, I believe in his book, and uh, about this thing that he does every day called the 30-minute 30, 30 mise, as in the, you know, the mise of mise en place type of thing. And this is where you kind of sit down and kind of chart out your course, that the checkoff list, as it were, of the things that you're going to do. But the there's a difference between doing sitting down and like, oh, I need to do this and do this this day. 
instead of doing a list of things, he also juxtaposes this to what, what he calls squaring off with your calendar. Because when you just have a list of things, beginning of your day, like, oh, I need to do these five things before I go home today. Well, inevitably, you put that on a list and it just sits there. And then you get sidetracked, maybe some water cooler talk, or maybe you put it down on, on, you think that you can get it done in an hour, but really you need to spend some quality time to draft whatever it is. Well, you also want to be mindful and deliberate about what you're doing instead of just reflexively puking out some kind of email response upon receiving something. You actually want to put some thought into it. Uh, I'm speaking just from uh, the business standpoint of here's an email issue and instead of like blurting out or barfing out some kind of reflexive response, uh, here's something that it takes a little bit of time. That time needs to be accounted Accounted for. for. And that's where he points out these are the inefficiencies that we see in business settings all the time. And if you ever think to yourself, self, how is it that pick any type of role in, in any of your, your, your place of work, how, how, is that, how does that person even have a job? They feel, I feel like they never get anything done. Probably because they make a whole bunch of checkoff lists that never get done, and it kind of trickles down to those beneath them. That podcast, uh, in which we happen to have a link in the show notes, and for the and for the love of Q M and Money Penny, drink, drink. shake uh, and not stirred. That's right. Um, they talk a lot about how the task list often uh, it needs to be. Uh, relating to the calendar yeah. of, you know, the, I need to do these 20 things. Some can take five minutes. Some can take 30 seconds. One takes an hour and a half. Yeah. How does that apply to what's going to happen in your calendar? And if you have a daunting task list uh, and you don't get the stuff done, now the task list continues to build. Yep. And then that's going to be a whole lot of stress that you're going to be thinking about and professional overwhelm right. of the stuff that still needs to be done. And that's why in, in the 30-minute me's, he, he prefaces that just like a chef, you have to you know clean your tools and account for what was priorly done. You have to, the second part is, is that you have to square off what you have with your calendar. Now, this is a notion that in a business setting, we are people who uh, look at tasks based off of a calendar day and a calendar week. Chefs don't. Chefs, and apparently in, in culinary school, they're taught to do timelines because you have to, perhaps, uh, if you're just prepping a vegetable service, let's say, you're chopping vegetables, but you're going to roast them. Well, if you don't preheat your oven before you start chopping, you now have dead time, which means you have people waiting yep. and your service is backed up. And that is no bueno. And that's when you get like Chef Ramsey's exploding. That whole row, row, row your bow thing, it gets way out of line as you do the whole round. You got to get this, the pre-flight checklist. Exactly. Otherwise, you ain't taken off. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is, is that in a, in a lot of uh, uh, industries that re- require process that have these checkoff lists, don't rebel against them. You know, like they're there for efficiency's sake. Yes, they're tedious, but... Again, if you go through those, you, you, you're you going through a, again, from technology standpoint, we have routines and subroutines. You have to do X if Y is going to kick off. So think about what you do and do the same notion. What can you do beforehand that will set you up later in your day, mm-hmm. your meal service, as it were? Yep. So anyway, those are the kind of the three, three, ten, the three uh, ingredients, I think, is how he, he prefaced it when it comes to setting up your, taking mise en place into the office. So squaring off the calendar, cleaning your tools and, and, and account for what needs, uh, what was done prior, and then prep for your day. And specifically, I appreciated his prep because it is definitive. Prep for your day, not uh, don't let the day dictate what you're going to get done. For instance, we habitually procrastinate. And so we kick the can, kick the can. And then finally deadline day comes around. It's like, oh, well, I guess I have to do this today. 
stop that. Mm-hmm. That puts in, innate stress on you. Uh, it, it it's your your work suffers because of it because you're under duress, and you do not you're not. It's like uh, being an athlete. You're not performing at your best when you let a deadline. You just kick the candle at the deadline day dictate what you do. Yeah, it's it's an unnecessary use of cortisol as you are having the last minute scramble as you are watching that countdown timer to the end of the world of the bomb going off, uh, in which 007 cuts it at uh, seven seconds on the on the clock. You, if you do little incremental bits ahead of time, you can save, uh, you can be able to have some, oops, we need to make some, uh, you know, last minute changes as a result. My, my 30 minute me's, which I have developed over almost a quarter century of being a professional wow. technologist. Yeah. You're a little older than me. Uh, yes. Uh, by a decade, you young punk, uh, <laughs> is, is where, uh, I usually take uh, well, it, it involves my mouth because <laughs> I Wait, do a lot what? of yeah. I it, I do a lot of talking. Really? With with my job in educating my clients about technology stuff or explaining why things aren't working for them, uh, I get eighteen to twenty ounces of cold water with some type of flavoring. That's part of my me uh, my pre-flight <laughs> meat <laughs> checklist. That's right. Um, I also clean my tools from a workplace standpoint. Uh, if I haven't cleaned up my workspace, like on my desk and all miscellaneous papers or other types of, uh, st- you know, sticky notes or other uh, garbage like that, uh, I completely clean it up and I either triage it, deal with what needs to be done, or I condo it where I put it all into a pile. And then during the course of the day, I will go through that and then take care of business if I have to, you know, get that going on. Um, uh, cleaning things up before starting the work is uh, essential to me because I find that there's distraction and stress if I have other things that are not helping me fix computer problems. And then setting the stage as, you know, you'd have the clean wooden uh, counter to chop all the food and things like that. I make a deliberate choice of my work soundtrack because I choose the the quiet ambient music that I want to listen to that where my, my mind is guiding me to. That, oh, I haven't listened to this person in a while. This is really soothing. Not a lot of tempo beats going on. This is just what I need because I got a whole lot of deep work. And then clean mouth, check. Clean mind, check. Clean desktop, check. Let's open up the email and see who's upset with me. (laughs) (laughs) Eight o'clock has now come around. Okay. That's right, exactly. So AJ, what's your uh, 30 minute me's look like? So mine, mine, I'm going to kind of hybridize because I've got the freelance side of me and I got the tech side of me. And for me, like this is, this is a me-ism. This is, quote me on this if you'd like. If options are the mother of all indecision and uncommitment, then not setting priority is the father of all impatience. Preach. Okay. So here's the thing that bothers me regardless of my role. Okay. For those of us that work in a production schedule, it's similar. I won't say it's the same, but it's similar to a chef because they have a dinner service that night. We have a production that has to go live, whether, whether I like it or not, I've got to get it done. And doing so, like you have to line up your talent. You have to line up your editing time. You have to account for something going wrong because inevitably it will. Matter of fact, in the um, art show I mentioned, like, actually, no, it was a different interview, sorry, a different interview that I gave recently. Somebody asked me, like, a, as an artist, what, if somebody's getting, diving into a big production or diving into a big project, what is the, what is the first thing that you tell them to do? And I say, take whatever you think, however long you think soup to nuts it's going to take, 
Take that number and double it. Otherwise, you're going to start off with the wrong foot. I was going to I was going to say 20 minutes or 20 percent more, but uh, doubling it gives double you it. plenty of margin for those unforeseen, unplanned yes. life occurrences. Yeah, because honestly, the times that I did not do my own math, that's when it bit me mm-hmm. in my tuchus. Yep, and so, when you back to back to back to back meetings. Uh, you, you don't account for those follow-up questions and other things on that email. There's actually, oh, by the way, a system update on your computer yep. that takes 35 minutes for you to re- be able to get back into your computer. You didn't plan for that. Yeah. And that's going to put push everything behind. Now you're as stressed out as a doctor with waiting rooms full of patients. Exactly. Yeah. So, so for me, like I, you know if because a lot of people love to have options or throw options out you know what about this what about that is that is you not committing okay if 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 yes evaluate your options but there is a time and place for that that is that is the me's part okay not when you're in production you've already made the you've you've done the timeline you've already done the work actuate it okay because for me i hate the feeling of being a busybody I, I hate that notion because I, I, I have an objective that I'm trying to do. I solve for the objective. I move on. I don't want to keep coming back to it and back to it and back to it. It's kind of like the equivalent of doing reshoots. There is, there's nobody that likes to do reshoots or re-recordings. Like, mm-hmm. And in Bellingham podcast uh, history, I think we've done like two or three re-recordings in 170 episodes. Why? Technology even fails technologists. And, li- and life happens. Yeah. And stuff happens that's outside of our understanding or control. So and that, 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 that feeds into the second half of what I said, which is if you don't set a priority, it's the father of all impatience, which is, you know, if you don't prioritize what you're doing when you're doing your Mies, it sets you up because, oh, I... You jump back on your list and you're like, oh, I, I should consider this. No, 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 no. If you have a priority, you set it, you forget it, and you actuate it. And that's that for me is the first part of it. So I, I look at what options I need to do. I evaluate them. I set a priority and I actuate it. That's it. Okay. Can, can I jump in on something? Absolutely. As you're talking about those priorities or yeah. those things that must be done yes. in a work day, yes. is it safe to at least propose that a five to 10 minute break Oh yeah, can be put into a calendar that that is a priority as well because that turns you into a happier human being oh, absolutely. when you can take a break because if we keep stacking things uh, back to back in, in, with, without a break to let yourself go to the bathroom yeah. <laughs> to or drink breathe. or to have a meal that's not eaten in front of your email program, I think that's something that as you are uh, taking all of the task lists and deciding what goes into my workday, how am I going to be able to get all this done? That is the, uh, something to take care of yourself because you will be, unfortunately, you won't be adding anything to the bottom line in your revenue for your business, but there's the intangible asset of you being a happier, healthier, at least more thoughtful person, yeah. professional, if you take those five to 10 minute breaks or that extended amount of time for margin. Yeah. You know, I, I, I completely agree. And, and that's why in, in that episode that kind of kicked off the mise en place that we're doing now, I mentioned on five days a week, when I first get in, I have a 30 or 30 to a 60 minute block that just says triage. Yep. And that's, that's part of this because I have to be able to evaluate and make those prioritizations. Otherwise, I'm just hustling and bustling. And I hate that busybody feeling, dude. That was 2013. It. And the, the hustle and the bustle both uh, want their uh, stress ball back. We're in a new age, a new era yeah. where 
the self-care at work uh, is important. And hey, oh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you have a boss that uh, doesn't believe in taking time for yourself to be able to reflect, to process, to get away from the screen for a little bit, send them my way. I'll be happy to have a conversation <laughs> with them and tell them what for. <laughs> that public service announcement brought to you by Chris Powell. That's right. Um, right so, so part of, so once I wanted to get that because that essence will kind of carries through the rest of my three parts of my, my knees, which is um, it, if I'm doing freelance stuff or even if I'm not, my kit must be organized. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned on this 170 episodes of the show, I have a lot of bags for that reason um, because I have to account for thousands of dollars of equipment, schlepping it there and back and making sure that it makes it back. Yeah. You know, I've never lo- left a piece of kit because just like a surgeon has to evaluate how many scalpels they had before the surgery and after because whoops we're supposed to have 10 and there's only nine did i leave one in chris oh my gosh (laughs) that's why i can't really turn to my right right now i get this jabbing feeling inside my (laughs) gut anyway so that that's part of my 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 you 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 look at as your desk space but for me i'm usually more out and about so like i i know what's with me what i schlep and what i bring back The, the second part is is again time and accounting for it. So I'm going to use our show, for instance. This is episode 170. We've uh, recorded, usually we record for almost 30 minutes on the spot, but there's probably 10 minutes before we light the mics where we're venting and then five minutes of, uh, you know, going over jo- what, yeah. Uh, yeah, jovially going over what we did. And then we drive back to our respective homes, you know, that's 45 minutes. And then I have another 45 minutes of editing every episode every week if we talk about a 30 minute episode it's actually an hour and a half just from the time that we're that i get to spend in time with you socially distanced of course of course uh in in this current era uh, in person but but on the calendar oh it's recorded episode yep nope it's an hour and a half uh and then lastly um my, prepping my studio, uh, that's the best the way that I, I could uh, equate the, you know, the chopping block as you mm-hmm. uh, use the analogy of. Um, and I, I have a link in the show notes. And for the love of Auric Goldfinger, drink. drink. Um, <laughs> Goldfinger, that was a good one. I don't mess around. <laughs> um, I, I put a link to, to actually my studio, and this was in the, the interview that I recently just gave. Um, but for my nine to five job, it's a little bit different because, um, again, I, I use that dedicated time of triage. Uh, to be able to get things going. So anyway, that, that wraps up our, our me's. Indeed. And now let's get into game mode. Uh, not the kind of uh, Fortnite uh, League of Legends and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 that isn't ever going to come out. Uh, let's talk about Bellingham bingo. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking at you going, what references are you doing? I'm trying to, hello, fellow gamer. I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> even though even, I, You didn't even know who Toadstool was. I, okay, anyway. Never I mind. don't, it's exactly, fine. which fine. is why I'm talking. What's, what's a place to go get grub, AJ? Okay, so, uh, <laughs> Bellingham, B-I-N-G-O. So, recently, uh, I went down to our social distanced, masked up, sing along if you know the words, our farmer's market. Yes. So, obviously, my son has a lot of allergies and not a lot of stuff. They're sort of vegetables that we can ever get and some of the vegetables are part of his allergy but ralph's bavarian pretzel bakery i want to give them a shout out shout out first of all i didn't know that their pretzels were vegan so that nukes like half of his allergies great the other half um my son you know they took the the time to listen to my son my son this was his first time to order his own thing all and right. he had to say that he has allergies and he started listing them off and of course we're there to make sure he didn't miss any uh-huh. and the wonderful woman behind the plexiglass barrier gave him the the time and listened to him and um let him know that 
these pretzels were okay for him. And then he looked at us and he, he ordered his first thing, you know, and you know, as a mom and dad, we were quite proud. And anyway, they were the goods like to give us the time to let our, you know, preschooler do that. Not only did this wonderful staff lady, uh, give the gift of listening, gave the gift of empathy and also the gift of a tasty pretzel. Two of them, actually. Two of them. Well, alrighty then. And probably more to come once we get into the cold season for uh, treats. Yes. If you clean up your bedroom, we can go get a Ralph's pretzel. Yay! Yay! All right, cool. What about you, Chris? So that was a B slot for uh, for uh, Bavarian pretzel. Bavarian pretzel yes. or bakery. I didn't bakery. know which one. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I got another B for you. Uh, I've talked about them in the past, and uh, over in the Barkley district the the weather you know it looks beautiful on a sunday afternoon uh to start this month of november but guess what it's a little darn chilly and if you ever need to warm up the cockles of your heart or maybe in that sub cockle zone uh you get sometimes you need to get a drink and here we go again in 170 episodes both aj and i mainly me talk about uh how while we may talk about drinks we have nothing but honor and respect for the heroes among us that are going through recovery for particular uh, addictions of some sorts. If one of them being alcohol, please feel free to just hit that 45 second fast forward button. But the Blue Abode Bar, and no, it's not Adobe like in technology. The Blue Abode (laughs) is a humble abode. It's a wonderful place on Barclay Village, 2925 New Market Street. If you're playing at home on your Google Maps, if not, you should probably be checking your email. Uh, They have some wonderful uh, drinks available, all the pints you would want to have for beer, uh, and they also have some uh, cocktail concoctions. I'm enunciating carefully. Like a Vesper Martini? It could Shake very well be. It could very well citrus. be. But I'll tell you what. So a lot of y'all have heard my voice. Fewer of you have actually seen me in person. The fact that I would enjoy ordering a pink basil sour <laughs> That's right. speaks volumes, all right? You hear my pink voice. Drink. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, t- I shed no tears in ordering this boldly and daringly. I would like a pink basil sour, please. Yes. Because gin, grapefruit, pomplamousse, lemon, simple syrup, and basil. Mm-mm, that's a tasty combination for so when I need to get a drink after a hard day's work with my beautiful wife. Uh, I'm a fan of the, the Blue Abode Bar and the, the owner. Uh, the 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 barkeep behind the bar, very friendly chap. Um, I very he, just very welcoming, very friendly. I wish they would be able to buy out the two um, businesses to you the know left flanking, and the right. flanking them <laughs> because it's a little cramped. Yeah, uh, and I would love to, but you know, my wife and I have kind of rolled seven on the on the dice table. Uh, yeah. We've gotten this wonderful little love seat mm. by the door where we can sit. You know, cuddle together, cuddle together, and have our drink, and it's a, a beautiful thing. Nice environment, uh, but down with ba- Barkley Village and the Blue Abode Bar. So, this next bit. Oh yes, this last, <laughs> this last bit is uh, our quality assurance because these picks are picked for you by AJ Barsay and Chris Powell. And we're going joint on this one for your quality assurance. We both believe in this one. So there's, you know, we are all about mentioning podcasts that are worth creators. Was that good, worthy content creators? Absolutely. And uh, we want to also encourage uh, those who are new to the podcast fam. Yes. And uh, keep your eyes peeled in your podcast feeds. They're, they're ramping up slowly. 
they're making a diligent effort, but the Watcom Dads podcast is about ready to unleash itself in all dadliness on the podcast <laughs> feeds. Um, we got a link to them in the show notes. And for the love of... Come on. For the love of Honey Rider drink. Honey Rider? Dr. No. It was Ursula Andress, dude. Of course you would know that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah. A name as dumb as that has got to be the name of a Bond girl. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Wacom Dads podcast, having nothing to do with Honey Ryder. Uh, <laughs> We, we know a, a couple of the uh, co-hosts, uh, yeah. they, they're local dads, and why don't you talk about Yeah, uh, so according to their show, they uh, debate about parenting topics, and they share dad-specific stuff of Whatcom County, like recommendations, and they bring on guests to unpack particular aspects of being, you know, being a dad, and of course, they're very welcoming of moms as well. Yeah, because they're inclusive, of not exclusive. Of course. So anyway, they got three episodes, but we do know some of the the, the show hosts. We, so we wanted to give a, a little bit of shout out to our our uh, podcast brethren here in Wacom. Absolutely. And so give them a try, whether you're a dad or you're not a dad. I think the personalities of the hosts uh, may not be as gregarious as the two knuckleheads that you're currently <laughs> listening to, but uh, their their heart is in the right place. And yeah. I know there's going to be some wonderful content that they have coming down the pike, yeah. uh, along with uh, words that end in K. We should probably stick a four in this uh, episode. No, man, I'm going to have to disagree. We're going to have to put it an olive in this martini. Yeah, put a swizzle stick in this episode. Yep, there we go. <laughs> go that it. wraps it up for this very Bond, tip of the hat-centric edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. They're currently streaming worldwide at KMRE.org. <laughs> Mish Money Penny. <laughs> and on that note... Thank you, Below 7 I'm AJ Barsay. And thanks to Ms. Cheryl for uh, the, the wonderful visit that we had earlier. My name is Chris Powell, and thank you once again for joining us on episode 170. I love saying that number on the Bellingham podcast. We're at episode 170. Are we? We are 170. Yeah, we're 170. All right, cool. Yeah. Bring it. You've tuned into the... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we're going to... I want to make sure that... Wind the, ba- wind the bond. Otherwise, I'm not going to pay attention. <clears throat> Otherwise, Q will be disappointed for you. <laughs> Money, Penny. Uh, you've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of uh, November 1st. <laughs> Let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get a new month, Sparky. Uh, I should, I should, I'll keep that one for the end. <laughs> there you go.